buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronnie and Gary Calgary here from Remax Results. Uh, from 12 to 1 on 610 AM KDAL on your dial. Gary, how are you today? We're good, Jim. Every Saturday we're here for people to listen to real estate, listen to his talk. Maybe you don't like to listen to his talk, but right. we're here anyways, trying to bring uh, the latest uh, real estate news in the Twin Ports. We've been doing this a long time, Jim, since 2008. So. 2008, yep. It is a long time. And when you think about it, we, we've lived now, just since we've been on air here, Jim, we've been through the housing recession, which is really when we started this. And, and that encompassed several years that we, that we were on air during the, uh, the housing crisis, the start of it, in the middle of it, and, and the, the, you know, when we started to get out of it. And, uh, and now we're in somewhat of a new, new territory to where we have a pandemic, uh, a global pandemic, and it certainly affected the housing market, you know, nationally as well as locally here. So uh, to be able to be here and bring this information to the local Twin Ports people, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. It is. There's a lot of a lot of news this week too. I mean, the the big blow to our local um, situation is that that AAR is going to be closing permanently. That's a big, big hit. That's a big blow. It's unfortunate. That was a that was a global company, and those are great jobs, and that's going to have an impact, you know, yeah. on, a, on our local economy here. It really is. You know, the other thing, Jim, that's happened as well is the Essentia's uh, laying off up to 900 people. Right, and AAR is about 400, so that's a lot. That's a lot of people in one week, boy. And so, uh, and these are good jobs. These are, are jobs that pay well. People go buy stuff. They, they put money back into our local economies. They buy houses. They buy cars. Uh, you know, they, they spend their money. And, and so um, this, is a, this is a big impact here. And the essential health uh, is due to the COVID. I don't know if the AAR is due to the, the, the COVID, but it's certainly a global issue. Yeah, and it is due to the COVID. I, yep. because It doesn't sound like they're coming back. Right. Well, I mean, the airline industry is is completely flat, completely reeling, and uh, because of that, there's their market has dried up. You know, they used to service uh, Air Canada jets and then um, United jets of a certain kind, uh, and that facility, I think they had. I don't. I don't know if they had one or two in there, but they're pretty big planes and um, pretty easy location for them to come into Duluth I suppose from Air Canada but and then United runs out of Duluth but yeah that's a devastating blow that was such a huge win I remember talking about about this story when they were first coming into town that was a huge win yes and and now here we go again you know it's really sad well it's unfortunate but um, uh, this is all uh, just another uh Phase in this uh, uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen, uh, and what it's doing, and the devastating effects that it's having having on local economies. 
and um, it's unfortunate. And we've certainly seen our share, and it certainly impacted the housing industry here, Jim. So, uh, how things shake out? Although the housing industry recently seems to have picked up a bit, um, it it's still you, you can tell that it's a different market. It's a bit of a roller coaster where it's up one week and down the next week, and uh, um, uh, so. It certainly remains to be seen how it's all going to shake out, but yeah. it's, uh, losing those jobs like that. What's well, been uh, it's, it's been crazy, role. crazy upswing lately. Um, like I was talking to you off of air before we started. You know, I I'm writing two offers on a single house, and there are already at least four or five in. Who knows? Uh, and this is the first day on the market. Um, who knows if either of my buyers will win it or not? Um, and this is all happening while there's really, really, really bad news on the other end coming out every day. So I also thought it was interesting that, you know, Wisconsin restaurants and bars are fully open. And I totally expected that on June 1st, there'd be some movement in Minnesota to that same degree. And wow, they're really, they really restricted the restaurants and the bars from, and churches. I noticed that I was reading and there's a lot of church groups that are angry too, um, because they're allowing other gatherings, but they, they're not allowing faith gatherings. And I just got to tell you, you know, you drive by some of the restaurants in Superior that are now open, and um, it's like the Magic Golf Course, Gary. Half the license plates are from Minnesota or better, you know. So well, people are doing it. They're crossing the bridge. They're utilizing restaurants. Uh, they just want something different, it looks like. Well, it's that's another thing that's unfortunate. You know, our our restaurant workers, our hotel workers, you know, the the, the tourists, everybody. You know, we all make the world go around here in our local economy. And well, healthcare workers, uh, you just like you were just talking. I mean, they've already had big layoffs, so that is a lot of healthcare workers that are not at their job right now. Yeah, uh, and and I, you know, it's it, not, to not get too political on this stuff. It doesn't make a lot of sense to us average folks here that just like uh you know we look we drive over the bridge go to wisconsin and the restaurants are open we come back to duluth and they're not and it's like well what's the difference right you know why is why is one that we're in such close proximity that this can be allowed and then you know over here across the bridge it can't be and so it's it's i think there's a very large amount of frustration on with a lot of people that they're all trying to figure it out you know what? What really is going on here, and, and why? Why all of these strict measures to where some of you can do it, and some of these states do do it, but others don't? I mean, what's the difference? And especially right. like when you look at the numbers, and, and you look at some of the uh, the actual data, you know, from from the, you know the 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 pandemic, you know, the COVID nineteen. Well, the numbers don't really like support it. So. I, I, it's unfortunate, and and I feel bad for these folks and, and the you know the people that work. It this is their livelihood, and it's um, well. The, the truth of the matter is, is that soon and we can all get back yeah, to normal. But the truth of the matter is, is this is all of our livelihoods because it is going to affect yes. every one of us. And yes. if we don't think it's going to affect impact the real estate market, it's gonna. It just hasn't yet. So we got to have some good news coming, you know. That's that's what we really really need is some good news, you know. And this is not. Well, so. I think you're you're right, and I think there's going to be a lag time here uh, as we get closer to the presidential election. I don't know what to think is is going to occur here in in, in the lead up to this thing. 
But I think a, a lot of things could just be put on hold here until we get through this. And when you think about it, we're not that far away from it at this point. I mean, you know, June is just around the corner. Uh, so we're basically five months away from this. And, uh, uh, boy, I hope, I just hope everything is settles down and people can get back to work, earn a living. Because I think that's what all, what all people want to do is they want, you know, they want the ability, the right to go out. And people are willing to work. They're willing to go out there. They're willing to do this stuff. But they're being told that they can't. Right, and that's that's uh, well. The funny thing that I think about it is you can you can open up a hair salon, um, and they've got you know two hundred people waiting in a line outside the door, and then you're in absolutely close proximity. Um, But you can't have a, a restaurant open inside, even with you know selected tables. Um, it has to be outside and then it has to be like less than, or it has to be like, I don't, I, I guess I don't remember the, but it, it's just kind of weird that you can, you know, you can go in and get your hair cut and they're, they're so crammed to get them done, you know, in the Wisconsin side again, you know, um, I don't know. It just seems like that's not very socially distanced at all to me. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much time we got, Jim, but I know we got a couple Really cool things to talk about. Well, we got about we got about uh, two and a half minutes, so maybe we could run by some of the statistics that you were looking at. Well, one of the things um, I want to point out first of all is the mortgage interest rates, Jim. They're great. Yeah, they are. Uh, You know, as of Friday, they were at a thirty-year fixed mortgage rate was at two point eight seven five. The FHA and the VA loans were a little bit higher; they were over three percent. But but these interest rates, these mortgage interest rates seem to be holding steady and staying under 3%. Uh, You know, for these 15-year mortgages, you can get, you know, uh, two and a quarter percent. (laughs) And so that's just unheard of. And and we know that they're not going to stay that way forever. But uh, in terms of like incentivizing people to go out and buy right now, this is really a great time. Uh, you know, to go buy a place. And if you're buying an upper end home, and we'll talk a little bit about stats, Jim, is right. in the next segment. But if you're buying a house, say 500000 plus, 1% of interest over 30 years is a lot of money. Oh my gosh, yes. To it be is. able to say that uh, at this point in time, it's it's a pretty good deal because that market in the 500000 plus market locally here, Jim, it's a tough market. And uh, the month supply of homes, you're going to be surprised when, when uh, we talk about these statistics uh, to see. How many months supply we have of homes over five hundred thousand? Well, you know it was interesting when you look at the two the two coasts. You know, New York and California. We were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Um, their their um, values have fallen significantly. You know, I mean, in some places thirty percent, and it all started at the higher end. So, I hope it's not a, a tick tale of what things to come, but it is. You know, we're going to be impacted. That's for sure. All right, Gary, let's take our first break here. Folks, you are listening to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we are going to be right back, so hang right on. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding, Gary Callagher here uh, from REMAX Results uh, on KDAL 610 AM um, from 12 o'clock all the way up till 1 o'clock. So, Gary, let's continue talking about the real estate market. Um. Jim, I think the um, a couple things just to get people up to speed that are going on locally here. Um, when in Duluth, for example, we, when we sell a house, 
we have to uh, have the house inspected for the sump pump. It's called the inflow and infiltration yep. program, or we call it the INI for short. And what happens is the city of Duluth has to come out and physically inspect your property uh, to see if it's contributing to the sanitary sewer. And if you don't have a sump pump and it is contributing, then you're going to have you're going to need a sump pump uh, uh, put in. Uh, and the city still has grant monies for that. Uh, sometimes there are some minor electrical. Uh, fees that the seller may end up paying but but they're generally speaking you know two hundred dollars right in that area if they need a, a dedicated outlet uh, uh for to plug that sump pump in so unfortunately we can't do those anymore yep and the city can't physically go in there and inspect it because they're not doing that right now and so we still have to the seller still has to pay the fee and the fee is 105 dollars if it isn't contributing and it's $205 just for the inspections if it needs a sump pump. And so what the city is doing here is they're issuing what they call waivers. Uh, uh, you know, they've got the point of sale waiver to the uh, uh, inflow or the INI program. And basically what that is doing is it's saying, hey, you contacted us, we can't get out there. We're waiving that uh, requirement of the ordinance to to have that done at the time of sale, you still got to pay us the money. And then as soon as we're physically able to get back into these properties, then we're going to come out and, and inspect. And so I've been involved in a couple of, of these transactions to where, right. you know, we have to deal with the sump pump and, and uh, uh, we have to actually amend the purchase agreement um, to, you know, cause some of the agents right into the, that it's the responsibility of the seller to do these inspections, which it is. And, uh, so we have to amend it and take that language out and, and, and basically say that we will, the seller will provide a waiver uh, to that point of sale uh, INI inspection requirement. And uh, the seller pays the fee. And then when it's, it's, it's able, they're able to get in there. The buyer is then responsible to schedule the appointment with the city. City gets out there. If it needs a sump pump, uh, like I said, the grant monies are available. If it needs some electrical work, and in this particular uh, these transactions, we've actually uh, said that the seller would be willing to pay for any electrical work needed, and we've put like a cap uh, the amount of money that the seller right. would be required to pay. So there's not an open-ended number in there, and, and so uh, that's something that we're dealing with now. And I don't think the city is going to be able to get in and start these inspections at these places. Till at least mid-June. Yeah. They'll be backlogged as soon as they start doing them up again, that's for sure. <laughs> well, they're going to be backlogged, but but in the meantime, that's one of the things that we're dealing with now. And, uh, you know, we've also got the sewer lateral line issues and in all the municipalities that we sell houses in that are connected to the um, Western Lake Superior Sanitary District. And uh, we're dealing with that where, they, where most of, of the municipalities have a point of sale uh, to where the the the, the line the, the line that from the house to the sewer uh, the the city sewer has to be checked right and they have to have a camera you know they hire somebody they snake the camera in there and they make yeah it's sure really the easy for them to the do it to the sewer line is is okay it's not broken or there's not things growing in it or whatever and so um, but um, so a couple of those things that we've been dealing with folks. Uh, and then I uh, uh, wanted to talk a little bit about Stats Gym. 
and some interesting stats going on. And, and surprisingly, uh, you know, you look at the, and I'm, I'm dealing with, with the Duluth side of the bridge here. Right. We currently have 307 active listings and we've sold so far this year, 512 homes. And we currently have 218 homes pending or waiting to close. <clears throat> now, the interesting numbers here, Jim, the average price of the active listings is $350,000. I'm going to say $351,000. Okay. The median price, or the middle one, the one in the middle, is two hundred eighty-nine dollars for those active listings. Right. But of all the houses that have sold this year in... Uh, uh, and this is, like I said, on the Duluth side of the bridge, but this is this deals with Duluth, Cloquet, Hermantown, Two Harbors, Proctor, Renshaw, Plugwood, Knife River. So it's it's our MLS on this side of the bridge. Um, uh, we sold to 512 homes. The average sale price, Jim, is $233,000. That's quite a difference from the average list price. Right, it is, yeah. And, and the median sale price is 200000 Wow. So... Yeah, that just tells you that there's there's a lot that's on the high end that's that's actively for sale for sure. Well, the you know when you look at the sold data, uh, it you know for example you got the city of Duluth, and Duluth has sold three hundred twenty three thousand or three hundred twenty three homes this year. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be nice if we sold yeah. three hundred twenty three thousand homes in Duluth? <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, and the average sale price in Duluth is two hundred twenty-six thousand, and the median price is two hundred thousand. And then the average days on the market is thirty-five days. Uh, you look at Hermantown; they've sold forty-one homes with an average sale price of three hundred forty-seven thousand, and a median sale price of three twenty-five. And Cloquet sold fifty-three houses with an average sale price of one eighty, and a median price of one seventy-two. So, when you when you Look at all this, and you say, "Well, geez, you know, the, we talked. We've talked in the past, Jim, about the the month supply of homes that we have on the market. And overall, we have a two and a half month supply of homes uh, in the um, Duluth area MLS. That's not too bad. Well, that's that's still a seller's market. Yep. yep. You know, a, a balanced market is a three to five month supply of homes. So, uh, a two and a half month supply." is still a seller's market. So, and although that has crept up a little bit, uh, it's it's still a seller's market. Now, the interesting thing is when you look at homes in specific price ranges and you break it all down, the highest concentration of price point that we sell in our Duluth area market is 125 to 250. 55% of the single family yep. homes that have sold this year have sold between 125 and 250. And when you look at the month's supply of the homes in that price point, it's a one and a half month supply. Hmm. So that's really a seller's market in that when you when you're looking for houses in the 125 to 250 price point. Yep. That's a that's a huge seller's market for the one and a half month supply of homes. So your competition is is going to be there. Your multiple offers, you're going to be up against multiple offers, especially with new listings that are coming on the marketplace. And that's a tight market in that particular price point. 
It certainly no, is. You Have you looked at any... Um, I'm looking at the um, lake property statistics right now within 50 miles of Duluth on the Minnesota side. It's quite interesting. Um, well, I've got one more, and if we want to dive into those uh, okay. uh, lake properties, that that's going to be an interesting number to hear. But on the flip side of this stuff, Jim, the higher-end homes, and I looked at the price point with 500000 and above priced homes, and there are currently 58 active listings in our Duluth area market that are 500000 plus. Right. So far this year, we've sold 26 homes in that those price points, and we have 21 that are under contract. So, there. When you look at the numbers and you break it down, there's a 10 month supply of homes, 500,000 and above, in our Duluth area market. Wow. Yep. That's a buyer's market. That is definitely. And so, you know, we talked about in the previous segment about these interest rates. And so if these interest rates, if you're looking in that price point and these interest rates are at the level that they're at right now, maybe you aren't thinking about buying a home. But maybe if you're thinking that maybe we'll be in the market in a year or so, maybe you want to consider maybe moving that timeline up, Jim. Yeah, I would think so. Yep. None of us know what these mortgage interests are going to be, rates are going to be in a year, but if they're three and a half, or they're you know three three point seven five, you're talking almost a full percent of interest on a thirty year mortgage above what they are already, and a and a one percent difference and a on a five hundred thousand loan or a six or seven or eight or whatever it is, over time it's a lot of money. And so it might be something to consider if you're if you're if you're thinking about buying a home at those price points, but maybe not quite ready yet, just because of the savings that you're going to get on these interest rates. Yeah, so, you got to think that there's a lot of people that maybe are decided to sit on the fence, you know, because of what's going on, and it's it's hard to argue with um, with that kind of mentality, you know. Yeah, but if you're looking, and it's kind of the perfect storm because you got to. You got a 10 month supply of homes, which is a buyer's market. That's a big buyer's market. Right. And so being able to get good value in that price point, along with with a a much lower cost of money when you have to borrow money, boy, oh boy, you put those two things together, it might be something to consider. Right. You know, just moving up your timeline simply because the the benefit of buying now and the value that you're going to acquire is, is, it could be worth it. Definitely worth looking because you've got a lot of inventory to look at, which is different from the, you know, the average buyer doesn't have a lot of inventory to look at. And what they have to look at, they're looking at it along with a line of other people waiting at the door. Um, so it's significantly a different situation, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And I've been in a number of these houses recently over the last couple of months. And so I'm familiar with that market and I know what's out there. And I think there are some good deals to be had. And, um, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that we've got that that's a buyer market, I think, is a, um, uh, just something that lends itself well to getting value. And people like value. Don't disagree. I, 
So out of these houses that you've shown, have you seen any, um, are these all in Duluth or are these all in close country in Duluth or what? Primarily they've been in Duluth. Uh, there's been a couple that have been just on the outskirts of Duluth, but they've all been primarily in the, in the Duluth East area actually. And, um, um, and there's enough, and there's been a couple really nice ones. There are some really nice homes on the upper end market, right? And uh, well taken care of. They show well, and and boy, it's uh, like I said, the fact that there's there's so much less competition in that marketplace is just uh, uh, lends itself well to value, getting a good value. Okay, should we move on to lake property a little bit? I got some interesting numbers here. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, Currently, actively for sale, and this, again, is on the Minnesota side within 50 miles of Duluth, okay? Um, and that's a radius. Um, there are 102 that are actively for sale. Um, now, taking that, adding to that, there are another 30 that are pending. So, that's a pretty healthy number for yeah. pending. That's a lot of pending, and uh, so and and they range from you know the low one hundreds to you know five six hundred thousand dollars. So I think that the the market there is still looking like it's it's pretty healthy. Um, and then as far as closings, there's been a lot of closings so far this year too. So that was something that was um, um, very interesting. We've got another thirty or so that have closed. Um, you know, since the beginning of the year. So I think that so far that, that market seems to be um, chugging right along. Well, that's good. And I would imagine most of those are on Island Lake. Well, again, I searched, yeah, I searched 50 miles, you know. So, I mean, we've got properties in Tower, Gilbert, Babbitt, you know what I mean? So they're, they're kind of all over the place. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of them that are the, the high-end ones, yes, probably up on Island Lake. Um, and, and then the it. seasonal cabins. I know last year's seasonal cabin market was was tough, and I and I know I checked the seasonal cabin market here, and and I think boy we had sold maybe five of those seasonal cabins so far this year. So that seems to be starting out to be a little bit of a tougher market as well. Yeah, again this year. Yeah, I hear that. So very interesting. You know, Gary, we we should consider ourselves lucky. Um, moving on from stats to uh, what's going on. Um, here's a here's a dateline today. Real estate agents are thrilled to be back in business. This is in the state of Pennsylvania. So they have been shut down and only have had virtual showings. Nobody has been ever been allowed to go into those houses, and now they finally relaxed that. And um, these agents are going to be able to be taking buyers face to, you know face to face inside properties. That is something that we've never even had to consider. What do you think if we had to do that, Gary? Well, Pennsylvania's, New Jersey, all those states, they, they yeah. got a little bit rough right now. What's going they on? They do, New yeah. York is another one. And, and yeah. uh, they're, they got that those states pretty well shut down. And it's unfortunate. Uh, but uh, I, I think from, from our industry perspective, Jim, it's 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 new territory for us right uh, and you know like we we talked back in the March is like what's going to happen how is this going to change the market you know if we get shut down if we get locked down uh, and, and we we are continued to be uh, a, a, an industry that they allow to work uh, what's it going to look like 
Right. And I think, you know, the new technology that we talked about in these virtual tours and these virtual showings. And, uh, this, have you done a Zoom meeting yet? Oh, yes. I've done several. I have done more Zoom meetings in the last two weeks than I've ever done in my life. Well, yeah. And so I'm getting pretty <laughs> So good is everybody else, Gary. <laughs> but but the, the, uh, uh, these virtual, this technology and everything, it's... It's pretty cool, quite frankly, and yeah. it's uh, something that, you know, are we going to be utilizing this more as we go into the future? Uh, I don't know, yeah. but it's there, it's out there, and, and I think it's it's just really one of the only things that we can do to allow people to get inside these homes when we're not allowed to go in them. All right, Gary, we're overdue for a break, so we got to take a break. Folks are tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. This is our third segment of this Saturday. Jim Ronnie, Gary Callagher here from Remax Results. Gary, you still there? I'm here. We've been doing everything virtually now for a number of weeks, um, and we're actually getting used to it, I guess, right, Gary? Well, it's, it, a lot of people are getting used to it. Uh, I'm, I'm still getting out into the marketplace, and it's. I, I, I will say this, Jim. We can uh, we can do all this virtual stuff. We can have all the, the pictures and the videos and everything that we want. But there's still it. You still can't take the place of actually going into a house and connecting with it. And I hear that time and time again. You you walk yeah. into these houses and um, it's just different when you're able to experience it and get in it. Um, and and how many times have we heard is like boy the pictures. You know, they 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 either they took good pictures because it doesn't look as good as the pictures are, and that's probably uh, a larger percentage of what we hear. Uh, or it's like, yeah, the pictures did this thing well, you know. And, and <laughs> yeah, there's nothing nothing that you can can uh, replace for getting into these houses and trying to connect with them and feeling them, experiencing them. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Um, it, it's amazing. Some of the comments you get are like, "Wow, you people are really good photographers." <laughs> <laughs> After somebody gets into a house, I'm like, yeah, sometimes the pictures do look better than the house. So I got my new Palm, my new little camera, Gary. No, this is this is, the camera that we were talking about a couple weeks yeah. ago? Now, think you of your, think of how you turn your head and you look around the room, right? That's what this thing does. So it's on its own swivel. And if I'm going to be walking down the street filming straight ahead of me, it will adjust so that it doesn't bounce, right? And as I turn, it turns. If I turn my cam- my hand, the camera turns with it. It's really quite neat, and I'm going to be using it to, um, to um, uh, new listings and for buyers that um, are not able to get into a house, uh, you know, to, to video it. You know, we also have permission, obviously, um, from the sellers, but it's going to be a really great way for sellers to get an idea and buyers I mean to get an idea of what's going on inside all of these listings what do they look like so on and so forth and it's kind of become the the, the way that a lot of people are doing real estate now isn't it well listen the videos uh, have become a big big part of our business and there are people that live out of town and they just don't happen to be here and the market moves so quickly that you know they they need a way to be able to like see a house and decide whether or not they want to make an offer on it 
without being in town. Right. And so we we've started to, uh, uh, or I should say, you know, a, a certain percentage of the market has has really gotten into videos. I mean, our smartphones, uh, some of the cameras on those things are so good nowadays. Uh, and so to be able to walk into a house and take a video of it and then send it to your buyer, it's it's a really becoming an important part of what we do. And so, uh, you know, the, the better technology that we have, the, the better experience that you can have when you send a video to somebody. Yeah, exactly. And um, but you you have to like now you were telling me earlier that, you know, you've sent you sent videos out and you're very careful to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. Right. Well, that's that's a that's becoming a, another big issue, too, is if I'm going in somebody's house and it's not my listing or, or our company's listing, I have to be somewhat um, secure in the fact that I'm able to send that video to somebody, that I can transfer that data to somebody. Right. And so you, we just can't arbitrarily walk into somebody's house. Right. Even if it's our listing or it's, it's, it's... Well, I, even if our listing... But if it yeah, you have to have listing, the I think that's even yeah. a bigger, bigger issue. You, you know, we can't just go in there and start... Video videotaping the inside of somebody's house, and then go post it on our YouTube channel and send it to people without some level of permission. Right, we just can't do that. And I think that there's been instances where agents have done this, and I think it's <laughs> the liability associated with that. I think it'd be fairly significant. You know, if if something is wrong. I mean, if you're walking in a house and let's say you're talking bad about it. You know, you're saying yeah. something, you're commenting on it, and you're 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 talking bad about it. You know, you got to save and your I comments for when you leave, Gare. <laughs> well, but the point here is, is that without and the point is, how do we get permission to do this? And and so, you know, aside from the fact YouTube, when you're when you have a YouTube channel, first of all, you can go in and they have these editors in there, and you can make these videos public, or you can make them private. And so if you don't have permission to do this stuff, uh, to send videos out, you better be really careful, especially if it's not your listing, uh, about doing that type of stuff. And I think a lot of times, Jim, it's, we just do this. It's an innocent thing. We're not out to be uh, malicious or with intent to do something wrong. I think we just do it because everything is so instant nowadays and quick moving that we just do it without thinking about it. But as, as you begin to offend people or you, you, you do something that isn't right, Maybe unintentionally, you um, you could be liable for uh, you know you know money or something or a lawsuit or whatever. And so, one of the things that 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 I do, and I've been sending a lot of videos out to people that aren't in to, into Duluth, and I go visit these houses for them. Uh, and we have a, a showing what we call a showing time service. And, and when we want to schedule a showing on a, on a listing, we go into this this. Uh, online thing that we have and, and we schedule showing uh, and we can also put comments in there and so I'm very specific about when I send a, a request for a showing that I'm going to be doing a walkthrough video tour and be sending a video out to out-of-town buyers I put that in my comments so when they when that gets sent out it's logged in they know that if if they don't want me to take a video which has happened I get a call from the agent. They let me know and just say, "Hey, the seller don't want any videos," right. and and they let me know. But what I've done is, if I do that, then and I send these out to my buyers, I've 
basically been given permission to do that because I've, I've got it logged in. And, you know, but if you don't do that, I think you just open yourself up to Oh, my, yes. uh, Well, whatever, whatever could happen. And so I think we have to be careful with this stuff. We have to recognize that it's it's a very cool thing to do. It's a very easy thing to do. But also we have to, I don't want to say self-regulate on it, but I think we have to let people know, hey, this is why I'm going in your house and this is what I'm planning on doing. Are you okay with it? Right. And and then at least we've 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 got that paper trail. Well, that's why that's why I bought this little camera. I mean, I'm hoping to get to to use it um to do, you know, virtual showings like record them um and then the seller is going to be able to see what it is that I want to put out there and that way they there's sort of their permission is there. I think that's a little freaky that somebody would take a video and then post it you know, supposedly post it privately, but then accidentally post it publicly, that would be a big, big no-no. Especially if there's slamming the house. Oh, yeah. Maybe they maybe they brought a, a friend or a contractor or somebody in and to do an assessment of it, and they're, they're, they're talking negatively about it. And, and it's okay to do that. They're giving an assessment of it, but it ain't okay to go posting it out in the public forum yeah. without some type of permission and so I think you have to be careful about that right uh, and and just be aware of this stuff because it's uh, it's the technology is great but make sure we have permission to do it uh, and you have a paper trail of that in case somebody uh, thinks you did something wrong yep yep we got about a minute left in this segment you know the other flip side of that is I've been in many houses where I have noticed that we're probably being recorded. Um, but I think there's a lot more that the sellers might be recording what's going on in their house. And you know what? It's their house. I, I, I've really never had any problem with it, except that it's a little creepy, uh, I think. But for security reasons, you can't argue it. I mean, have you come into that a lot? I Listen, that is a huge point. Yes. And I will tell you so much story, and this goes back about three weeks ago. I was, my face was dead in front of this camera, and I didn't notice it. And I'm standing there looking up <laughs> towards the ceiling, trying to see a crack in the, in the ceiling and get a picture of it with my camera. And all of a sudden, I, I, I look ahead, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm looking right into a camera here. And these people are probably on an app somewhere looking at the, my nose hairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And with that, Gary, so, we really so got to take a break is, here. Yeah, I, and I tell people when we go into a house, Jim, it's like don't be surprised if we're on a camera. Yeah, you know, keep your hands to yourself, all that type of stuff, because yeah, it's a big, it's a big deal. All right, Gary, we got to take a break. We'll come back here, folks, and wrap it up. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll come back in for our little last segment. So hang it. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher here from Remax Results. And we realize right now we just didn't give our phone numbers out. So my phone number is 218-348-7653. And Gary, what's your number? Jim, I'm at 218-390-0615. So Gary, to wrap this up. So yesterday I was asked by, uh, well, earlier in the week, I was asked by um, the Remax region to be a participant in a um, Facebook live session for 
for uh, about a, I think they had there said there were seven hundred realtors that were on this thing, and it was about multiple offers and what to do in multiple offers, and uh, it's very interesting um, the different kind of ways that we operate and the different kind of ways that others operate. That's always just caught me, um, and it's um, one of the things that I thought was very interesting is the the, the escalation clause of people willing to pay more than the highest offer the seller receives is is quite common in um, other markets you know interesting yeah um, but they do have they do have issues because in that same in some of those states you cannot reveal any of the terms which I think is true here and I and there is apparently abuses um, of that where um, confidential information has gotten out, so <laughs> they got to be careful out there. So, was there anything that you weren't uh, familiar with? Anything new that you can share with us? Um, no, but there are some ideas that we had come up with. I mean, like we've had houses where there's literally a showing um, starting at eight o'clock in the morning, and it doesn't end till seven o'clock at night. So, if that's the kind of listing that we think we're going to have. I'm starting to think that it's a good idea that maybe we we set up blocks of showing times in advance with the seller, so that's when it's available, and just pile as many in there as you can at the same time, because that's what's going to happen, you know? Um, yeah. We've got crazy showings. When you've got 30 showings on a house in one day, um, that is a lot, so... That's a lot of showings in one day. Hey, Gary, you know what? we got to wrap up already. Why don't you uh, give your phone number and information out one more time before we do it? Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615, and thanks again for listening. Yep, and my number is 218-348-7653. Well, Garrett, it's been another week. We'll do it again next week, right? Sounds good. Okay, folks, have a great weekend and a great holiday Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Yeah, happy Memorial Day. There you go. All right, adios. Adios.